she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Shannon here, your host of She Leads, She Thrives. I have a special message for you ahead of this week's episode where I'm talking to the incredible Karen Slater, who's one of the licensed Thrive Factor coaches and such a phenomenal soul. You're going to love what Karen and I talked about. But ahead of this, I also wanted to say that starting next week on the 21st of March, 2023, I'm hosting a four-part live immersive challenge, Thrive as a Coach. This is for you if you want to be a coach, if you're a new coach, if you're an established coach. We're going to be exploring the attributes and the skills and the all the things that are going to support you to thrive as a coach. And I'm going to definitely be talking about the value of being an actual qualified coach, actually doing training and having a frame that supports you with your coaching moving forward so that you can really make the impact you want to create in the world. There's going to be a link in the show notes for you to sign up. If you follow me on social media, all the links are going to be there. Come and join us 21st of March. We start, that's going to be in the morning Australian time where I am on the West Coast. That'll be the Tuesday evening for those of you that are in the US. There is replays, recordings, a pop-up Facebook group. All of the cool things are going to be happening in that four-part experience, which will go over three parts in that first week. And then we're going to have a live Q&A the following week. I can't wait to welcome you into that. It's going to be lots of fun, as I said, lots of opportunity for you to really challenge yourself and to expand in such an incredible way as a coach. As I said, make you an impact in the world because I don't know about you, but that's what I know I'm here to do. I'll see you there. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Shannon Dunn, business and leadership coach and host here at She Leads, She Thrives podcast. And I've got a new guest for us today. Very excited to speak to this gorgeous soul. So Karen Slater has joined me today. I've known Karen for a few years. I lose track of time in a good way, right? Uh, and while I will share her kind of official intro bio in a moment, like I've been doing with the other guests on the show, telling you how I know these beautiful women because the intention for as long as it, it can continue, uh, and I feel like this is the whole lifetime of the show, however long that may be, is to have women come here and be guests on She Leads, She Thrives that I actually have a genuine connection with. And I do know Karen extremely well, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah very well. So Karen is it, and I, as I said, we met some time ago online. I think it was when we were both going to be part of an event that we ended up speaking at. Uh, and we connected through that space. Karen came and did a profiling experience as she learned her Thrifactor archetypes. Then we finally got to meet up, oh goodness, nearly a year later 
when we were in Fiji at the Ultimate Girls Week Away event. If you've listened to the episode I did with Stasha Washburn, I mentioned that same event then. So, you know, Stasha and I were at that event too. So was Karen. And that was the first time Karen and I got to meet in person because she's also in Australia, but on the other side of the country from me. And it was like, you know, instant love <laughs> wasn't oh, wow. it? in the best <laughs> possible way. And, and then from there, Karen went on to also become a, a certified or licensed and certified Thrifate to coach. So she's been in my world in many different ways and is a long-term private client of mine. And my, I know my world is better for having you as a client and, a, and now a friend. So I'm so excited to see what we talk about today. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Thank you. So officially, let me tell everyone a little bit more about you from that kind of your bio perspective. So Karen Slater is the inspired spiritual alchemist on a mission to support you to gain true purpose, clarity, heal your body and mind and connect to a joyous life. She's a fierce advocate for your awakening. I know we're going to talk about awakening definitely in our episode today. She loves to learn and has gathered an abundance of tools and expertise. She's highly qualified and has a wealth of wisdom, she says generously just like sidelining thinking about as I'm sharing this with everyone if anyone knows anything about the Thrifate archetype you should be able to pick what Karen's are from her bio her business holistic essentials therapy and consulting has been the channel to reconnect to your wisdom as you learn to trust being supported by the universe's beautiful energy as a certified meditation teacher self-discovery master coach hypnosis practitioner reiki master teacher theta healer psychic medium and thrive factor coach She's a wealth of wisdom and inspiration with an ability to hold space for genuine transformation. She is inspired to work with people who are ready to make change in their lives, ready to understand the true meaning of empowerment, ready to be the change they wish to see in the world and ready for overall well-being in all areas of their lives. Well, that's a mouthful in a good way. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, oh, yes, they'll guess my, they'll guess my archetypes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I always find it interesting having someone read out, you know, your bio and the official, you know, this is who I am from a business perspective and listening back and going, oh, wow, listen to me. <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> so I hope you had that same experience then. Absolutely. <laughs> so huge welcome. Is there anything I didn't share then in that welcome that you want to add in before we <laughs> dive in? <laughs> I think you've well and truly covered it. <laughs> I love it. So let's start with your Thrive Factor archetypes. We've kind of referenced them a few times already. Ready. tell everyone what you've got and maybe just a little bit about each of how each of your four archetypes plays out in your business like what does it do in terms of it's the influence of those beautiful archetypes and the connection or I guess interaction of them in a harmonious and sometimes not so harmonious way how does that play out in your life and your work beautiful question thank you uh so my, I have four of the I have four of the thrive factor archetypes they are the advocate rescuer I always go in alphabetical order well, so do I when I <laughs> the, do al <laughs> the advocate rescuer I'm, I'll be in trouble now if I mess up the alphabet why not no. uh she is you know I just I really love having this archetype, you know, she really is so deeply feeling and sensitive, empathic. She has, you know, a capacity for compassion, to feel real mm -hmm. genuine compassion for others, more importantly, for herself. Um, and advocating also for, for me in my life and how that's played out is really being able to advocate for women to be able to and because I do work primarily with women to be able to speak their truth to be mm -hmm. able to ask for what they want in their lives to be able to set healthy boundaries and to be able to put themselves first because with the advocate rescuer 
you know, that archetype, she is the yes woman. She is all about giving all, all of herself, her time, her resources, her energy, her money, like anything to those people. Whether she's got it or not. (laughs) Exactly. That's so true. And, And so many of the women, especially when we're looking at through the lens of my business, so many of the women that I work with are so depleted and exhausted and not just they don't have anything left their cups are empty Mm -hmm. and you know and I think she's been a big driver for me in my own life in my own journey of discovery and healing and finding my purpose and my way in the world and you know self-acceptance and self-love is very much a big part of that mainly though having compassion and kindness for myself because for such a long time you know, the way that I spoke internally and thought internally about myself was really unhealthy. It was really quite negative. And so, you know, and that's what I see reflected also in, and that is a driving force also in my business is to be able to support and guide women to be able to think better about themselves, to be kinder to themselves, to acknowledge and recognize, um, you know, all of the wonderful gifts that they are just for being who they are and not who they think they should be or what somebody else has told them they should be. So, yeah. So when I first connected with you, your generosity of, I guess, of spirit, really, of, of the, it just is exactly who you are, is generous, kind, caring, always checking in on others. But when we got to know each other a little better, I could see that that wasn't as effortless as you desired it to be for yourself. So it has truly been such a joy to be in the space that I've been in in our relationship to remind you (laughs) that you can do all that for yourself and to see you blossom into a space of that understanding what self-compassion means and practicing that with more kindness yeah. Uh, than I think you did even a year or 18 months ago. So exactly. that's been a joy. And then that is just a, another example of how you practice what you teach mm. and model yes. for other women. It is, absolutely. It's a daily practice and it is a daily reminder. And when you are lucky enough to have beautiful, inspiring women around you who mm-hmm. support you and value you and see you for who you are, then, you know, it's, it's wonderful to be able to be reminded, yes. you know, that you have that within you because when you are focusing your attention so often externally, you know, especially in business, it's focused on your business, it's focused on your clients, it's focused on what you're creating, that while you might be doing the self-care work, sometimes you may not be doing it as deeply or as often as is needed so mm-hmm. i've been very grateful for those reminders thank you shannon along my pleasure. the journey. happy to give them uh i feel like that's one of my greatest joys in my role coaching and teaching and guiding and mentoring and all those different things i do with my clients and with our thrive factor coach community is to be a mirror if needs be to say look at yourself look at what you've got, look at what you've created. And to to be that, or sometimes I know, potentially annoying niggle that's going to keep poking and say, can you just see, please? Can you just do something with this? <laughs> Which is so, so good. And then we can thank my visionary creator for seeing the potential of where you're all going to go in the future too. So Yes, we all <laughs> love your visionary creator. We love her. <laughs> right. 
So that's your advocate rescuer. So moving yes. along the alphabet. <laughs> My Inspire Believer. So the next one is I have the Inspire Believer archetype. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm. Uh, and she's, you know, and it just makes so much sense too because so much of everything that I do and everything about me is energy. You know, how am I feeling energetically? What is the energy around me? What am I giving my energy to? But also within that, you know, I always took for granted uh, in having the capacity and the ability to be able to see the gifts and the even the magic in mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing what they're, it, it's more like being able to, for me, myself personally, being able to see the truest essence of a person. Oh, I like that. And often when they are completely unaware that that is the essence of who they are. And, and you know, and there's so many factors in that. And this is why I, I do so much with, you know, the subconscious and the mental mind and healing and energies and frequencies and meditation in, in my business it is because, I, you know, I'm wanting... And again, very much inspire a believer to hold the mirror up yeah. for others to see it for themselves, but be able to hold and provide the space for them to safely journey within, for them to discover that for themselves. Mm. And, you know, but as we know with the inspire a believer, burnout is a very real thing. And especially over the yeah, especially over the last few years, she has well and truly lost her mojo. <laughs> And, and, but having, having the, the understanding of this archetype and being able to, you know, even just do something as simple as looking back at what, what you have achieved mm. or content that you've put out or, you know, reading feedback that you've received or testimonies, or even just looking at what you've created, whether it's in your business or just in your life in general has been a really powerful way to re-inspire her energy but for me also it's really you know what it's really tapping into well what does inspire me not just about me but what inspires me in life or about life or about humanity mm. you know all the all the feel-good stuff that really does help to to bring her back into balance and alignment because for a lot of my life, you know, the the real energetic highs and then the lows have been something that, you know, I really experienced a lot, especially in my early adult years, and and just trying to trying to figure out why I couldn't just have that nice medium balance, you know, of harmony. You know, could I just have a steady line for a little bit? <laughs> so I am laughing because. As you know, Karen, I understand that because I also have the Inspire Believer archetype. So it's a lived experience for myself also. And we talk about this archetype as, as you know, her currency is energy. If we have to talk about a key theme, which is exactly what you said at the beginning, your energy is such a core part of your work and your life. So it made sense that you, certainly you have this archetype, but you also understand how to use her mm. to rise to your own potential and to expand in ways you wish to expand and to have more of a sustained energy. The peaks and troughs and energy of the Inspire Believer are always so interesting to, to understand, to reflect on and to navigate, I, I've I found. And so many of the amazing women that we both know in the kind of broader Thrive Factor community 
also all have this archetype. And isn't it interesting when somebody's in a, like we call it the cave, don't we, of despair, when it's a, it can sound very dramatic. But it does sound no, very dramatic, but I think that's, I think that's appropriate for also for this archetype. Exactly. <laughs> and it really can feel like at times when you have this archetype that you are at the peak of highest of highs, and it's not like an addiction kind of high, but in some no. ways you could say that in some ways that the energetic, you know, you've got a lot of the energy, you're excited. It's a very excitable archetype when you're in that space. And then the the other extreme does feel like, and that's why we call it the cave of despair or hopelessness. It And it can be, you can go from one to the other quite quickly. And I always have found that fascinating. Like how can I have had such an amazing morning even? or day yesterday, and now I feel terrible, or I can't see what the good was that I could see momentarily ago. Like, where is that all gone? And it's about understanding what's driving that. And very much as we talk about, don't when we teach around this archetype is that the gift she gives herself, which therefore ripples out to everybody else, is allowing herself it's a very much, I feel like, an allowing thing mm-hmm. to be inspired by who she is, what she's creating and what she's sharing in the world as a priority. Because uh, this archetype will go externally for inspiration all the time. And you know what I love too? Like, you know, it's not, it's not, and especially as women, as young girls, it is not what we are taught. No. Growing up, you know, you're not encouraged or taught to, to really be inspired by yourself because, you know, know, old school, you know, all of the language around that and the messages that you take in subconsciously, you know, can really impact your ability, especially in having this archetype to feel comfortable to actually do that. So I, I really, that was something for me to really work on in having this archetype. Um, was focusing my attention on that and it was almost what I loved too was it was like oh someone's actually given me permission Mm. I now have permission and it's fully acceptable for me to be inspired by who I am what I've done what I've achieved what I've created and how far I've come in my life and just who I am as a person right I like who I am as a person (laughs) I'm like man that's you know and and it's like that shouldn't be you know, that shouldn't be a surprise to be able to say that. And what I love about these archetypes and the framework, the Thrive Factor framework, is how empowering it is to each and every one of us who know what our archetypes are to, to really be excited and inspired and I guess opened up, especially from a heart centered space, even you know even even acknowledging and embracing your own intellect you know and and allowing that to be your superpower i know there's so many facets of it which when we think broadly and if you if anyone's listening to karen and i talking about the archetypes and you haven't yet gone and listened to my solo episode where i introduce all 12 of them go and do that we'll make sure it's linked in the show notes that's easy to find so you get a high level overview of them but if you know your archetypes and you know or you're listening to what the archetypes of Karen's that we're talking about today and you're like, yeah, that's right, I've got that one and you've forgotten how amazing you are. It's a really good reminder, as you said, Karen, it's it's a space of empowerment. You know, the archetypes were created as a, a leadership framework with a focus on self-leadership and really tapping into your innate potential. You know, innate being a word that describes what we're born with and yet during the course of our life, often in our childhood, 
we become disconnected from our potential so frequently. And as you rightfully pointed out, there is different way things happening in the world, our lived experiences, you know, going to school, for example, certain relationships we may have with family and older people when we were children that teach us different messaging and teach mm -hmm. us that we look externally for answers, solutions, for inspiration, for creativity, for justification, for intelligence, for wisdom, and yet we have it within us. So true. Yeah. 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 So inspire believers, if you are listening to what Karen's saying and a little bit I'm adding to that, this is an archetype that has incredible potential and the gift for seeing the potential in others, that, you know, the good that others see in the, in the world. It's an archetype that is here to be inspired, but more to be an inspiration. And it's she often talks about wanting to be inspirational and not recognising that she already is. Yeah, it's a very genuinely humble approach. You know, it's not a denial of her potential necessarily. It's just takes a while to see it. And there's definitely some concern around, I'm going to sound like I have a lot of ego if I'm telling people that I love what I do and I'm excited and I'm inspired by me. No, we need more that's, of this, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's such a great point, actually, because ego does come into that. And again, yes. that comes back to our childhood conditioning and yes, programming. Yes. Um, and, and I just love, too, that this archetype also, you know, she's, I, I really just think that she has such an incredible ability to ignite you know and she's depicted in your artistry you know with the fire and the flame yes, but she really does have the ability to ignite that flame of excitement curiosity passion motivation in others and just coming back to what you were saying about it you know being a humble archetype you know i've just and i know you can relate to this mm -hmm. as well and i'm sure those those that are out there that have this archetype can too you don't actually have to think about what you're doing it's not like it's it's not structured it's not planned it's just so natural in being able to have and she's highly intuitive as well to be able to see those qualities in others and being able to just you know we just share what excites us mm. because it excites us um yeah, you just don't, you don't sit back and go, oh, you know, look, I've created this ripple effect or, no. you know, I've, you know, I've had this impact in, on somebody's life or, you know, and often I'll see people that I've worked with and I'll go, wow, look at what they're doing. Like, that's amazing. Good on them. But again, it's just like, you still don't, you still, you, you know, you might take, you put the dots together and go, I don't go, oh man, she's doing so amazingly well because we work together. No. <laughs> I just look at, look how amazing she's doing yeah. now that she can see the the brilliance of who she is or she's, you know, tapped into her own inequalities and strengths and gifts and she's out there sharing that with the world. That's what's that's what inspires me. So yeah, you don't you don't you don't look at it and go, oh I did that. But no, it's no, no. yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there are people out there that do take responsibility and we both see that in the coaching space particularly that will yeah. very happily and you know, with the greatest of pride take responsibility for a client's results. We're co-creators with our clients. Yes. The outcomes that they receive and experience are because of what they did. Yes, you may have taught them something, coached them through something, guided them through something, 
but they are the ones that did the work, took the action, took the action yeah. yeah, and hopefully consistently <laughs> you did whatever <laughs> they wanted to do when they got the results. But it is interesting to see that, and I find it such a fascinating thing. I know I've had related to the Inspire Believe, I've had conversations over the years with clients that I may have worked with well, these days, well, and truly more than a decade ago, who I might see show up in my social media feed, or I might, if they're local, bump into them at a networking event or something. And I've kept track of what they've done just because I am open to receiving, you know, feedback and seeing, and I want to, you know, see the results of what they achieve long-term. And the greatest joy for me is when I know that, say, we had a conversation, say, a decade, five years ago, two years ago, and then you are living that thing you told me you wanted to do or you've even gone beyond that or watching your children grow up and seeing what they're doing when you've shared the the dreams you had for them, like all of those kind of things. And I love to be the person who go in, goes in and sends a message. And so many people said to me, I've never worked with someone who's ever done that. Like when our you know, our time together is ended, whether it's a program, a private work we've done or something, and I've stopped paying the person, I never hear from them again. And I know that that's my inspirer believer. It's like, what's yes. everyone doing? It's like a sticky beak. But also <laughs> because I get so inspired because I see the results long-term of the seeds that they planted, the nurturing they gave those seeds and what they've done to bring those to life. And yes, I may have had a small influence on some of that, but it's such a joy for my inspire believer and keeps me motivated to keep doing what I'm doing. Well, it's inspiring, isn't it? So much. Yeah, so much. it is. That's all we to need. be able to see that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so moving moving along, we can talk about the inspire believer for days. But moving along to the other archetype of your four that you and I share, that we again we can have a real deep rant about this archetype and her. I know she frustrates you a lot. So tell us about her. <laughs> uh, so my next Thrive Factor archetype is the mental teacher. Mm. And it's so funny, you know, when I when I discovered that I had this archetype, immediately what flashed to me was as a child, we had this old-fashioned school desk. Like with the, the inkwell? Yeah. The yeah. wooden ones, you lifted up the yes. lid and it had the steel, you know, rounded legs. I'm probably not describing it right. I know. I and know. and, and I'm, I'm the eldest of five siblings and I'm standing out the front there with my ruler <laughs> te- trying to teach these like tiny, tiny kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think every mentor teacher probably has some similar memory because I certainly do. But with only having two younger brothers and one of them quite a bit younger than me, there was only one student in my class who's still my brother who's closest to me in age and in his late 40s now still tells me it's my fault that he hated actual school. (laughs) Oh, I just find it so funny, but I find it also incredibly fascinating. You know, I've always felt that if we were to go back to what we did naturally as children or Mm. what we were excited about or what we were interested in, in in childhood and i find it so amazing to then see and experience and have shared with me from from everyone around me how they're falling into or finding themselves in positions or careers or passions that are so directly linked to what we naturally did as children which i love how that ties into you know, the innateness of the archetypes Mm. that that we have, because I know that, you know, you've spoken before of how 
you do believe and feel that we come into we're born with these qualities with these archetypes and that resonates so deeply with me and um and so I guess too I always found myself going through my working career in positions of either training or teaching or you know helping and supporting and guiding others to to do whatever they needed to do in in a learning capacity and you know that is such a huge plays a huge part in all of what I do in my business because you know running workshops and retreats and teaching and passing on um you know healing modalities and everything else um I do love this archetype you know I love the wisdom that she has because for so long you know and I know we've talked about this before there's that I, I, I just honestly believe that the mentor archetype, mentor teacher archetype can tap into universal consciousness yeah, yeah. and the collective and whatever information is floating around out there from, you know, incredible teachers, past, present and future, that you can just tap into that because so often I would just know, you know, intuitively what needed to be done or what direction to take or the answer to a question without being able to back it up right and anything concrete yeah i wouldn't be able to provide proof of how i knew that and i know we've chatted about this which has really led you know to and i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have this archetype that can resonate it really does lead to not always trusting in your own inner wisdom. Completely. So what you just described there, I would I visualize that as the mentor teachers of the world. We are the keepers of the knowledge. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I could hear your shapeshifter alchemist, which you'll talk about next, definitely have an influence on the way you talked about tapping into the universal, you know, knowledge. But there is this energy of an a mentor teacher comes to the world knowing things mm. and as you explain Karen we don't know how and as little ones we tend to share because it like the inspire believer and you've got like I, you and I both have the double whammy of that it can be a very oversharing archetype <laughs> right just a little bit <laughs> tell people what we know we tend to share our reflections you know I know for me, it was around observing dynamics in relationships in my family and being told that I shouldn't know that and I immune to be quiet because that wasn't what a child should be saying kind of thing. And now as an adult, I can see that I nailed it. Like I, I kind yeah. of highlighted stuff that no one wanted to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And But there is this energy of this, I don't know how I know. I don't have the proof. I don't have anything to back it up. And yet as we get older, and particularly I think when we go to traditional schooling, then we have this messaging coming in saying you need to prove how Mm. you got the answer. You need to Mm -hmm. show a reference. You need to. So we can often disconnect from that knowing and, as you said, trusting that knowing. Mm -hmm. Talk to me more about your lived experience of that. Well, I guess for me, I didn't love school. Mm. So I guess that's what, that was one of the, I know, way. right? Which makes perfect sense now. Um, so for me, I really found, and, and again, that came back to that questioning, having to prove 
Mm. being questioned and then feeling that self-doubt and that insecurity of like well okay well if 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 a figure of authority does not believe me or is questioning what I'm saying then maybe I shouldn't be saying it yes so I think you know for a long time I I was silent Mm. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep all of this to myself. And of course, there's a lot more in that that will probably come through when we talk about my shapeshifter. But, you know, it was the messaging was there was that it wasn't safe. Actually, I learned very young that it wasn't safe to speak up or share what I knew or, you know, because otherwise, you know, you just got told you're a smart ass. <laughs> there, there was many responses that we may have received, yes. right? That being one of them, yeah, smart ass yes. had show off. Show off. Yeah. Uh, I know that I did like, I did enjoy school. I have a different experience to you, but I have a different four arc. Like we have two arc, mm-hmm. same, the other two we have are quite different. Uh, school was relatively easy for me from a learning experience. The social part I did not like at all. And that is because I think my visionary creator was in a whole different realm, like your shapeshifter almost was. Yes. Um, but there was feedback, let's put that, use that word to be kind, that came from peers, even from mm. teachers around, yes. oh, you, you got an A again, or you did this again, or like the, the yeah. achievements that you had, or the knowing the answers and very much it's a such a common thing and I have heard this from I would say every mental teacher I have profiled and it's a lot of them because the mental teacher and inspirer believer are the most frequently seen archetypes in the women that I have the joy and honor of working with but they say that I got to a point and safety is definitely the word you just use that so appropriately where I didn't feel safe to share where I was told it was not okay to say what inside of me was almost like burning up saying it this I need to tell someone this Mm. and we were Mm -hmm. shut down and so the mistrust just amplifies over and over and over again and something I think and you can you can share what you think about this but just something that's dropped in for me and an observation that I have just realized is that with the mental teacher especially in a child or young adult comes a, a a maturity so yeah. they're older than their years. And so it was just very easy to contribute to adult conversations mm. because you had an understanding conceptually and emotionally of what was actually going on, being discussed, what the conversations were. And then to be told, I guess, too, that, well, you're a child, you should be seen and not heard. Yeah, or, or or not having or contributions yeah. valued or children. Yes, yeah. yes. Whereas I always was more interested in, you know, spending time with older, mm. um, older, older kids, older people, young adults. Um, I connected more with them. I felt like I had more in common with them than a lot of the people you know the lot a lot of the kids that i was you know friends with that yeah, i was growing yes, up with at my same at that were my same age definitely i 100 yeah peers is the right word thank you <laughs> agree with that is the the wisdom that comes with this and let me just mm. share this for a moment for anyone who's listening and if you you may have heard me share in other episodes where i've talked about wisdom i've talked about ingenious oh. i've talked about lived and learned experience wisdom to me the way I have been able to understand it is the combination of our lived and learned experience and our intuition. 
Yes. Yeah. The uniqueness of the mental teacher archetype is that we come to the world in physical form having a depth of wisdom, even though we don't yet have lived experience. Yes. We're bringing in other things. We're bringing in, you know, all, we, that's a whole other episode, right, to talk about. It's an amazing episode that, to talk you, about. Yeah. Let's do that. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> in a whole other realm, literally. So there's, as I said, and then the, the world tells us that you need to go to school or you need to do certain things to learn certain things and yet so many mentor teachers find themselves throughout their lifetime sitting in some kind of a learning environment both online now and in person Mm -hmm. with this whole kind of all flash almost through their brain that goes I already know this and there's some can be a degree of arrogance if you dare share that outside again, it's the world saying, how do you know this? You haven't got the piece of paper to prove this. You haven't finished this course yet. How do you know that? Have you done this already? There's all this questioning and this judgment and this, you know, almost curiosity, but with a, a judgy tone of show me that you know this. Whereas a mental teacher often, as you said earlier, they can't. Mm. So the way to work with and nurture mental teachers, this goes for anyone who's listening, if you have this archetype, but if you've got younger people in your world that you suspect, these are the bookworms, the kids that are learning, reading, doing things, are telling you facts about stuff, wanting to listen into the grown-up conversations, have concepts and things that they'll share with you. And you're like, how do you, how do you get that? You know, because you kind of don't even get it yourself. Uh, to encourage them to trust mm. what they know. Let yes. them have a space where they can speak what they know. Because if they don't, they may get to, if you've got the mental teacher, you'll understand like Karen and I are talking about, you can go through a lot of your life being very quiet, not sharing what all this, you know, as I said, I know for me, it was like this built up well, if you like, a big well of things I wanted to say. <laughs> Hello, we're on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as I know, I've been saying this even more recently a lot. If you've got things to say, find a way to say it. You don't have to go and start your own podcast, but if you want to, do and tell me what it is so we can listen. Uh, you know, find ways to share that because the more you share, you will find that the right audience, the listeners will come. They will want to hear what you have to say. They want to be involved in the conversation because I know mental teachers are not here to preach from the front. They no. like to be involved in conversation and hear mm. your side and, you know, have a bit of a debate and a let's see what you think and you think and you think and bring it all together and glean the wisdom from that whole conversation, you know. So find a place to share that because the more you do, the more you can learn or perhaps relearn to trust that wisdom that you have. So true. And as you were saying that, I had this visual of, you know, a group of mental teachers sitting around together and having these philosophical also conversations and just the expansion you know, the expansion of their, uh, their intuition, the expansion of their wisdom, the expansion of also feeling validated and heard and accepted. Yeah, so much. So when I think of mental teachers gathering, I have visuals of, you know, the ancient yes. wise people in like you know, ancient Greece and in Rome. And when you, you know, you watch things like Game of Thrones or the you know, the new you know, pre prequel that's just been out recently, um, was it House of the Dragon? I think you know and they, the maesters that they speak to, the wise people 
the scholars, the learned people, but those learned people who've gone and done all the study and examined and explored and experimented have the wisdom, which is feeding the curiosity to go and see what else is out there. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Love it. Mm. Love it. Love it. And just, you know, and in what we've been talking about too, in not having that trust in that own inner wisdom, I really feel feeds into the almost frantic need for a mental teacher to prove themselves through certifications. You know, and I know even when I started my, my business, and I, I really wanted to be seen as, um, you know, professional and, you know, I, I have a lot of personal ethics and really wanted it to be integral. And because I am a deeply spiritual person, I think there was an even greater drive for me to have a professionality, to be professional, mm -hmm. to come across in a way that again, would be accepted by the wider community without just being brushed off as being woo-woo. Let's, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, <the whole laughs> you know, being a spiritual being, <laughs> um, you know, so that, that really drove for me the desire to have so many more certifications mm -hmm. and not that I actually needed them, but felt that I needed to have them. And yes, in other areas, I absolutely needed to have them. Right. But um, for for a lot of it, it I, I did go into a learning overdrive because, you know, I had that, well, I have to prove that I am, you know, not worthiness is coming up, but it's not the right word. Um, I, I had to prove, I felt, subconsciously that I had to prove that I had a right to be here in this space right, okay. doing what I wanted to do and I have everything that I I need to be able to justify that which is yeah, so ridiculous but you know very much driven by the mental teacher yes completely and a thing that I truly believe that every mental teacher given the opportunity to reflect on that would have some similar experience and understanding. I certainly know I have. And sitting in the space of, of coaching and mentoring, when I have a client who is a mental teacher, which is 99.9% .9 of you, <laughs> amazing women, and there's some, it's almost like a confessional happens at some point. And we have a coaching session or we're in the group programs or whatever we're doing. And there's a, I signed up for, and there's such, it's not just a program or a thing or a workshop. It's like multiple all at once. So many. Right? It doesn't just happen in a, I just signed up for a thing because it, I could see the benefit of doing that and acquiring that skill and mastering something, expanding my knowledge and my learning and my thinking, whether it's personal or professional, is a, when you come to the point of I desire to learn more in a formal setting, it tends to often come from that the mistrust has got much bigger than it had been just yes. recently. And so it does go into overdrive. <laughs> you say, we start our business, but then at different times during your business. And I've, I've certainly had one long-term client who it is literally like a confessional about every three to four months, there's a cycle happens. And we've highlighted this and, and I, we kind of try and catch it out before it comes together. And she's definitely better at managing it now. And she'll say, and I say to her, we have this little thing running where it's, if you feel you want to sign up for something, share it 
tell everyone you're going to do it. And if you don't want to tell the world, tell me. And I, or I'm not going to say don't. I'm going to say, is this the best use of your time and money right now? Because we decided that that was a really good question for her to check in and to go, wait a second, what am I, what am I really trying to achieve here by signing up for this? What That's am I really, brilliant question. Yeah, really trying to feed by doing this or these, <laughs> as I said, it's rarely one. Because so, and that's the other thing that you know it's a bit of a, a fun, playful banter we can have now. But when she will come to me and say, "I'm thinking of doing this," and then I we we go through and we we coach through the what's actually going on. Sometimes it's a legitimate yes, and the, the action is taken. But then I, as her coach, will step in and go, "And what else are you looking at?" And she's like, "How do you know? I've got other things <laughs> because this is the pattern, and it's a set very." typical behavioral pattern that can arise with mentor teachers and it's a sign that you're mistrusting yourself as I said most of the time you'll sit in something and you'll be like I know this I've read this I've listened to it. I've done it before in another format I did a program or I signed up for something like this but oh yeah I didn't finish it because I realized I didn't need it Mm. coming back to that recognition of I have what I need I have what I desire I have the knowledge I have the wisdom do something with it is more powerful than doing more learning. So true. And I've definitely found that, you know, from the moment that I began sharing my wisdom and knowledge through my business, working with clients that, you know, there was, you learn so much more. This is, I love this too, with the mental teacher, you learn so much more by teaching. Yes. Because the more you actually share your wisdom and your knowledge and you pass that on, you learn more about that as you share it. Mm. And so this is where it comes back again, as you said, to trusting that inner wisdom because that can't actually be taught to you. No. You can't learn that. That can only be lived. Mm. You know, that's learning through that lived experience. I I love that so much. Mm. Yes. So good. I think we're going to need to do a whole lot of, we almost need our own podcast. I did just say that before. I think, you know, it's not a, not a no conversation. It's a possible exploration. Uh, the Thrive Factor channel, but just to, to, to muse on archetypes for endless episodes. Uh, anyway, you have another archetype, which has been pivotal for you in understanding her. I feel like the final of your four archetypes, it's not necessarily the most powerful, she can definitely be the one yielding most power at times. She has a big influence on every single part of your your life, your work, who you are in the world. And I feel like getting to know her and understanding her and her potential by using that lens of your Inspire Believer has been your greatest transformation. Yeah, of stepping into who you are, not not being a new Karen, but really mm-hmm. stepping up and stepping more into who you already were because there's that expansion, that joy of, ah, okay, now I understand. This is who I am. This is who I said I wanted to be, but I actually am already her. So tell us tell us more. I love that. I love that so much. Um, you know, it, as, as kids, we believe in magic. You know, we just yes, have this innate do. ability for imagination and play and, you know, it, endless possibilities. And when I discovered that I had this archetype, I was, it really was for me such, it was joyful. It was such a relief and it was so comforting because I was like, I don't, 
I don't have to keep trying to be something because everything that I've been trying to achieve or do or experience, I already have, but it's not been acknowledged or it's not been integrated or it's not been accepted because I always walked, I, I, I guess I always walked outside of the box. Well, yeah, which is a typical shapeshifter alchemist. I was like, world. I never fitted into a box. I always walked outside of the box. So I walked around it. I walked on the other side of the road. You know, I was always outside of the box, looking inside the box at everyone else that's inside the box going, how do I get from here to there? Because I don't fit in there. And, you know, my life quest, and I've certainly talked about this a lot, you know, with my clients and in my business and in what I share is, you know, I have honestly felt that my whole life has been a journey of self-discovery. Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And, you know, and to, and to understand and finally know that that comes from having this archetype. It, it really was such a relief because I was like, well, you know what? I can, I can just be who I am. And yes, I'm so good. And we are all of those, all of you out there who have this archetype as well will understand this. You can, you can be in a crowd and you could literally shapeshift more for yourself to match any, any situation or any experience in order to, to fit in but you're not consciously doing it to fit in. It's something that happens subconsciously. Yes. But you're not actually consciously aware that you're shifting and changing. And, you know, I find it so interesting because I don't know how many times I used to say to people, I have a work hat, I have a mum hat, (laughs) I have a wife hat, I have a partner hat, I have all these different hats and I, you know, all masks, you know, mask or a hat. And, you know, and I used to be like, I just want to take the mask off and who am I beyond behind the mask? And again, with, you know, identity has been such a huge driver because we are labeled with responsibilities or roles or expectations and we just get lost. Yeah, and so then much, so much. There's an innate curiosity as a human being. Yeah. To ask who am I? And again, if we yes. talk, just talked about the the mental teachers, the wise scholars of yes. the you know Greek and Roman realms, for example, though those you know philosophers were the first ones to muse on the know thyself and who are you? Who am I? Yes. And it's been a question that every human being has asked throughout history, and yet for a shapeshifter alchemist on a different scale to every one of the other eleven archetypes in the Thrifactor framework that question I feel often goes unanswered and it's like a, you almost feel like you, you're not yourself, you're not able to be anything really because you don't have the answer to that. Whereas other archetypes can get clear, like the mental teacher, like I'm here, I know I'm here to learn, to teach, inspire, yeah. believe, I'm here to be inspired, to inspire, the advocate rescuer, to use your other archetype. I'm here to, you know, to share and to lead with compassion. Yeah. The shapeshifter alchemist, what am I here to do? Because I'm so multidimensional and ever-changing and ever-shifting. Yes. That weird, how do I, like, I, the, in, and, and it's, it's ungrounded, it's, untethered. Yes, I was just going to say there's no solidity. Yeah. So there's no solid ground. Yes, you can be grounded, 
but there's no real firm solid foundation mm -hmm. because there's a desire for freedom to be able to shift and move and change in whatever that cycle may be whatever the season may be whatever the circumstance may be that requires growth or transformation mm -hmm. in any given moment so the inspire believer can get stuck in a rut yes the shapeshifter alchemist yes for so many years i had this dream this visualization of just wanting to escape mm -hmm. and just be a monk in a hilltop cave and just meditate my life away yeah. <laughs> which i can see now is very you know very shapeshifter inspired but even in having having said all of that the relief was i don't have to try and be normal whatever normal is anyway right <laughs> right because who defines that who defines what that is but we all grow up with some sense that there is something out there that is normal that community or family or society tells us is normal yes and and as a shapeshifter you can't you can't fit into that because there's a fluidity to who you are in any situation and you're not going to be the exact same person in every single situation because you'll show up in the way that is needed in that moment based on the people that are around you completely in observing shapeshifter alchemist because this is another archetype that frequently shows up in my community i'm not surprised because the thrive factor framework is a mm. mechanism for you to better understand yourself where you felt like you have no answers to who am i for the majority mm. of your life however old you actually currently are but what i've observed more and more i would say in the last few years karen is that there is a maturity in the shapeshifter alchemist of that acceptance of the multi-dimensional, ever-changing, ever-evolving need for variety aspect of your soul. Yeah. And when you can come to a space of me having different interests and needs and desires and being a lot of different things all at once is actually my power. It's actually my, yes. you know, my gift to the world where you've been told more than likely most of your life that you're unfocused yeah, mm -hmm. you never commit. Yes. Flaky. You're flaky yeah. is another word I hear from shapeshifter alchemists. No one understands you. You're a bit strange. You never kind of do anything that makes sense. Like all of those things of things, yeah. Yeah. phrases and words and memories that shapeshifter alchemists have shared with me consistently over the years. But when they can come to the, ah, oh, but I am all these things mm. and tomorrow will be a whole lot more. And that is actually the best part of me. And the world actually needs people like me who are not bogged down in being a black and white one way and this is the only way to, to be kind of version, you know, who are able to actually be committed but also be committed to multiple things at once. Yes, because all of those things are so relevant and valid in their worlds and uh, just as you were speaking you know if we look at nature if we look at the universe if we look at the cycles of the seasons nothing actually stays the same no ever. and i feel that this is where you know shapeshifter alchemists can really tune into and tap into the essence of the energy of life 
the multidimensional realms, universal consciousness, you know, being able to offer many ways to achieve a result through business. And I know even for myself, there's many modalities that I've been drawn to, which are all at their core, are ways to support you in understanding who you are, tapping into who you are, um, aligning to your heart, your soul to really, it's all self-discovery actually. Mm. With, with the, with the love, loving and accepting yourself with compassion and kindness. Mm. And I can see now where I once felt overwhelmed because, you know, there's so much noise out there. There's so many ways, you know, there's so many experts out there telling you the right way that you should do, you know, do your business, do whatever, how you should show up, which doesn't actually work for a shapeshifter alchemist because I can take, I used to say, actually, I used to say, you know, I consider myself to be, you know, a pot of soup, which is probably a cold drink, <laughs> we think shapeshifter, you know, a pot of soup. And, you know, and I can take, you know, an ingredient from so- hundreds of different people, just one little thing that might resonate and pop that into my pot of soup. And then what I take out to deliver is, is, is me is my voice, is my version, is my, you know, it's it's how it's transformed. That's it. That's the essence of alchemy if we think about that too. You know, we talk about an alchemist being, uh, you know, an, an individual that can take something of seemingly little or no value and turn it into something of incredible wealth and value. And that being able to take from whatever wherever it's needed in the moment and bring it together is the alchemy. You know, bring it together in a space. And Shapeshifter Alchemist, you talked about magic right at the beginning in describing this archetype. It is the archetype of magic. You know, we talked about the Inspire Believers currency being energy. For the Shapeshifter Alchemist, it is magic. I'm very quick to say, and you've heard me say this multiple times over, Karen, that when I use the word magic, I'm not predefining it as being anything particular. For a shapeshifter alchemist, it's understanding what that word means for you and what to you feels like or is magic or magical. And doing more of that because that is your way to ground in all of these different aspects and, you know, variations of yourself so that you can create an alchemy that is of incredible value to others. So often when you hear conversations we, you know, that people are having around something that they've done, you know, a learning experience, uh, whatever it was, probably learning experience if there's a mental teacher involved, mm-hmm. uh, but something where the shapeshifter alchemist was an archetype that was in that individual that was leading the thing that the person was involved in, whether it's one-on-one or a group. And people will say, I don't know what happened, but it, it was like magic. You know, a shapeshifter alchemist has been at play, right? They've been out there I doing their thing. Mm. And a lot of shapeshifter alchemists over the years from a business perspective have said to me, I can't define what I do. Mm. I don't have words for it. And I ask people and they say, I don't know. It just felt like magic. Yeah. And whereas you have other combinations of archetypes and their ideal clients won't use the word magic. And they also mm. may be able to very clearly define, we did this and we did this and I did mm. this and then this happened. Not for shapeshifter alchemists as a person involved in that or as a person delivering or facilitating that. 
Do you know, that's so true. And a perfect example of that is um, I I have a sacred self-immersion retreat that I'll run Mm -hmm. a couple of times a year. And one of the attendees was actually, she gave me some feedback and she was like, oh, so-and-so was asking me, you know, what did we do? And she was like, I don't know, but it was amazing. (laughs) And, and, And that's true in that environment. And this is key too for a shapeshifter alchemist. When you do find something that feels magical to you, when you're doing it, it's almost you really are tapping into something so otherworldly yes and your ability to be able to take others on a journey regardless of what your tool or what your vehicle is Mm -hmm. your ability to take somebody else on a journey that is so transformational and profoundly moving for them that could be so simple And anybody else outside of that might look at that and go, what is that? Like, that's nothing. (laughs) But when they're actually in that experience, because you're sitting with some, a shapeshifter alchemist Mm. who has the ability also to, I guess, move in that quantum fields, you know, to move in that energy of, of universal consciousness, to be able to create a shift not only in yourself so we can create the shifts within ourselves and then that generates a shift within the others that are around them completely completely if we think more broadly about the business community a lot of individuals that have the shapeshifter alchemist are women that find themselves in healing businesses Mm -hmm. or working with healing modalities even if they're working in what we would maybe call more traditional business spaces they often refer to themselves using the word spiritual mm-hmm. I often see them using alchemy or alchemist as well without knowing whether they even have this archetype and my thought on that is that moving into working in those spaces is somewhere where they feel a little bit more like they could belong or they they're not going to be ridiculed or judged or all the things that have happened through their life for not fitting in and for wanting to be different and for having diverse interests in different things those are often the same people that don't get when someone you know they're doing say business learning of some kind and they're being told you must focus on one thing you have to have one message you have to have one niche you have to have one ideal client you can only sell one thing at once and they just like well what do you mean because it goes against everything that you ladies actually stand for and understand about how the world actually can work so I know that for a lot of shapeshifter alchemists, when like yourself, Karen, come to understand this archetype is such a huge sense of relief of knowing that you can actually use the gifts of this archetype to create your own kind of medicine, if you like, your own magic, your own alchemy, which is multidimensional. It's got lots of different things in it and offer that to yeah. the world, right? And that's where so the transformation you know, expands and amplifies on a whole different scale because you're able to actually bring all of you to the table because I know in your business, you don't just show up with the shapeshifter alchemist. All four of your archetypes come to the, the experience. But this one I feel like is almost like the glue pulling everything else together. She is 100%. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I feel that often because, you know, and she's also 
she just shows up so much in every aspect of my work mm. because in every aspect of my work there is an element of magic there is an mm. element mm. of transformation there is an element of self-discovery and self self-acceptance mm. and you know and understanding and accepting you for who you are is so powerful and I'll, I just want to add to that also with the shapeshifter alchemist and having multi modalities multiple modalities um because there is you know we can reach more than one genre mm -hmm. or more than one niche because often the learning that we've done yes mental teacher but the self-discovery journey or the interests that you have you have such a large toolbox that you of support that you can offer to others that that is the difficulty in just going i don't just work on this one thing mm. there's so many different things that we can work on it's a good in, yeah good thing i love it We've got so much more that we can talk about. I know this has been a long episode already and I'm never going to apologize for the length of the episode. So if you don't like long episodes, the occasional one is not going to be one for you, but trust me, the longer ones, we've got a deeper conversation. So listeners, hang in there. To wrap up for today, Karen, I'm going to ask you some of the same questions I've been asking all of our guests just to bring it all together and to remember that She Leads, She Thrives is also about looking at leadership and how are we thriving in the world. So the first question I'd love to ask you is what role does leadership play in your life and business? The role that it plays, I, I always have felt and believed and had the, everything that I've done is transparency, mm. walking my talk, you know, not asking others to do something that you're not prepared to do yourself. It's really, I'm going to say walking your talk. Mm. So for leadership for me is, I don't prescribe anything or I don't teach anything or I don't encourage or support or coach anything that I don't actually do and use myself every day. Yeah. There's integrity just yes. like oozing out of that in the best possible way. I love it. So how do you know when you're thriving? So I know when I'm thriving, when I feel good. <laughs> I know when I'm thriving, when I see the transformation in the, the women that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm thriving when the right people come to me to work with and I don't actually have to force it or go out of my way. They just show up again, shapeshifter alchemist. Yes. Um, I know that I'm thriving when I feel that I'm aligned i've got energy i feel inspired and i i'm i'm excited every day to show up and and i guess too i'm thriving i know i'm thriving when i'm comfortable in my own skin and i'm really really happy with who i am yeah beautiful i'm loving all the variety of answers that's coming through there's some similar traits there but this is another thing that is so important for us all to understand is that leadership and thriving are such unique expressions. They're not one thing. So to hear the variety of the different answers that are being shared, I hope is inspiring for anyone who's listening very much. So my inspired believer is hoping that you're getting your, like, you know, your pom-poms out in a metaphorical sense and going, yes, I get that. Even if you've heard 10 different answers to those questions. So before I ask you the final question with to glean a bit more of your wisdom, how can people connect with you the easiest? Where do they find you online? 
Uh, so they can find me on Instagram. So Karen underscore holistic essentials. And I'm on, I have a website, holisticessentials.com.au. And I'm on Facebook, Holistic Essentials Therapy and Consulting. So we will make sure like we will for every one of our guest episodes at the links so that you can find them with ease uh, available in the show notes, which will always be on the thrifactorco.com website. So that if you go to the blog, you'll be able to see all the episodes and find Karen there. Uh, And I also say often, if you can't find one of our guests, reach out to Team Thrifactor and we will make sure that we connect you with them. So to wrap up for today, even though I could talk to you for hours longer, What's one final piece of wisdom, tap into all of your archetypes here, that you'd like to share with the ambitious and genius souls that are tuning in today? The final piece of wisdom is always be true to yourself. Mm. Always be true to yourself. And if what you are doing, dreaming, creating, inspiring to be, wanting to share with the world, if it feels aligned and by aligned it's you know it resonates with you in your heart your mind it's congruent with every area of your life then you are completely being true to yourself in every aspect what a way to finish big breath out everybody <laughs> so again these i think we can mash together episodes of the answers to the final piece of wisdom as well in the future i love it thank you so much karen thank you everyone for listening in i really appreciate the fact that you're here it's really great to see the the, the numbers of downloads that are happening for every episode we have of she Lee thrives you know, I would show up and create these episodes, the solo ones and the guest ones, even if there was no one listening. But I love the fact that there are people listening all over the world. So thank you so much. If you haven't yet, make sure you're following the podcast, go and rate it, share it with your friends so that we can ripple thriving out into the world in a much bigger way. Karen, thank you from, you know, the depths of my heart for showing up and being here and sharing this with me today. And uh, yeah, everyone have an amazing day. Keep thriving wherever you are in the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.